So, I just picked up Sam. Right. And on the way to here, uh, we were talking about, like, what this movie would have been considered in, like, the 70s and 80s. This would have been one of those banned movies in yeah, the 70s this, or 80s. 100%. This would have been up there with, uh, I'm trying, that weird snuff film. I think it actually was called Snuff. Like, it was basically, like, it's considered to be like the beginning of like the found footage because like at the very end of the movie they did the whole thing like all right that should be a wrap for the movie and then like did a thing where oh, for, like one yeah, of the producers yeah. and the actor's gonna have sex and he starts cutting her up into pieces and yeah it's supposed to, yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that one not quite a mondo film but it's kind of like on the edge of that this is more i, I say mean spirited but really art makes it feel not so mean kind of because of like the energy that he gives with his character yeah yeah uh we'll get more into that uh hello welcome everybody to another episode of last ones in podcast i'm dryer chaletta joined today by robbie hi no e today but instead we have sam sorry (laughs) (laughs) i mean it might be for the best i don't know how e would handle this movie i don't think he would handle this movie very well i I feel like with the first kill he'd probably be like yep i'm done yes oh that's good that's good enough for me yeah it's uh yeah a little too well, it's. Oh, I feel like bloody. it's over the top enough that he'd be like, "Okay, that's unrealistic, so it's not gross it to me anymore." But like when it comes to like the eye stuff, he would would oh, be okay with it. He does not do eye things he very well that. at all. No. Uh, I guess funny little fact is, uh, whenever we did the Pandorum episode, I completely forgot that there is a scene where a guy gets stabbed in the eye with a needle. And I brought it up during the podcast, and I wasn't looking at E. And then I just hear Dry go, hey, Robbie, how about we don't get E to puke all over the floor? And I look over, and E's just, like, trying to hold back vomit as I was talking about that scene. Yeah. I don't remember if I cut that or not. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I felt super bad about that afterwards. It's like, yeah. okay, cool. We have to we have to play nice with E now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Terrifier. We watched part two. The, part two, Terrifier two. Terrifier 2. We watched the first one not too long ago. Right. Actually. Yeah, it was me and you for that episode. Just the two of us. Yep. Just the two of us. <laughs> Seeing women sawed in half. A... Oh, God. No. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was just us two. Uh, this is my second time seeing this movie, actually, only. Okay. First time I saw it was the very first night that it was in theaters. It was supposed to be a one-night event. I think we talked about that in the first episode, too. Right. It was supposed to be a one-night event, and it just did so well, they kept making more showings of it until it was a fucking indie box office phenomenon, quite honestly. <laughs> uh, this movie cost $200,000 and made $10 million in the box office. I thought you said it made more, uh, cost more than that, because I know the first movie was like very much a shoestring budget. Yeah, this was 200000 Okay. Yeah. Because you remember, I remember you saying that there was some kind of like a, like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter for it. To, this was entirely GoFundMe. Yeah. Yep. And where they just asked like fans of the first film, like, we want to make a second one. We need to get a budget for it. Can you help us out? Yeah. So when you look at it like that, actually, it made all the only money. It only made money. Right. <laughs> there was no production budget, really, because it was all fan funded. They paid taxes on it, obviously. But Of course. Yeah. Uh, when you look at it like that, all money, all profit, baby. Uh, so yeah, huge success in such a way that you can find Terrifier 2, one of the goriest films I've probably ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. in a fucking Walmart. Right. Yeah. Like, the more <laughs> I watch this movie, the more I was kind of surprised that they let this movie be in Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. There's a reason why when this came to theaters, it came as unrated into the theater and then was a special, like, fathom event. Like, nobody really big pick this up to put it out there it's it's insane this movie existing at all is fucking insane quite honestly 
But the fact that there are fan, there is fanfare for it, and it is very much a word of mouth thing, shows how well this movie was produced too. Like how yeah. much there is fanfare for it, of how much people like you know Art the Clown and like the storyline for it, like the kills and everything else that goes on in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam, you have seen this a couple of times. Uh, this is my third time. I actually watched it a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Too, I remember talking to you about that, yeah. And Robbie, this is your first time. This is. Uh, you were getting weird about spoilers for this movie. I was. I didn't want any of the kills spoiled for you. I mean, none of them were, but like, I remember I looked up just like a picture, and you're just like, spoilers, Robbie, spoilers. And I was just like, I, I'm not doing anything, dude. I, I, I was so worried that you would see one of the kills in this, because so much of this movie is the shock of what the fuck Art the Clown is actually doing. Yeah. yeah. This takes... Uh, a lot of the shock value of 1970s uh, grindhouse films and just like exponentially like adds on top of it. Yes. Yeah, it really does. It's, it's a, there's some long drawn out. (laughs) Yeah. Kill scenes, which is pretty great. I, I feel like the, probably one of the best quotes, not quotes of this movie, but quotes for this movie would be stop, stop. They're dead already. Yeah, actually, <laughs> there's so I much of this movie well. where it's like, you you could have just stabbed him twice and you'd have been good. Like if this were a if this were Scream Six, you could have stabbed these people twice and been over with. But there's no fun in that. This movie is all about fun. It's all about fun. <laughs> we're all in on the joke. Um, yeah. Also, it's much just like a little the f- fun little romp. Yeah, much like the first movie, like we said, uh, this movie is does have comedy in it. But it is pitch black comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you got to be a nurse to really... you got to be a nurse or a horror fan to laugh at this movie. <laughs> More or less, yeah. Uh, so, a couple of little things here. It is 139 minutes long, which I'm going to say, pretty long slasher movie, actually. Yeah. That, that's, that's quite the runtime. And uh, not rated. <laughs> For good reason. For good. You can't rate this movie. If you rated this movie, it would be given an X. Yeah, we wouldn't, like... Yeah. It would be banned. Yes. And the MPAA would, like, probably get halfway through this movie and be like, you gotta leave. Yeah, that's actually the other miracle of this thing, is that, for people that don't know, you don't have to get your movie rated through the MPAA, but you're not gonna get a major distributor to pick it up and actually distribute the film to theaters and DVD and stuff like that. Like, you're not going to get major distributors. You're not going to get advertisement. You're not going to get, um, like, I want to say word of mouth, but, like, also, like, you never saw anyone talk about this on, like, talk shows, and you never saw right. uh, advertisements for it online or on TV or whatever else. Yeah, like, yeah. you're not logging into Facebook and be like, go see Terrifier 2 in theaters now. Like, you're not going to see that for this because it was never officially rated. However, they can still do whatever they want with it with their own money if they have the distribution platform for it. Right. If they don't get it rated. Because nobody is going to put this in anywhere if it's a rated film. Which is kind of a weird workaround, right? Because you can go and put this in a Walmart. You can go and put this in a fucking Target if you don't rate it. But if this were rated, it would get an X and there's no way they would take it. It's such a strange workaround. I, It's great. But it worked. It worked. It worked great for this movie. There are a lot of movies that don't get rated. It was kind of the the ruse that a lot of sex comedies would use in like the 2000s to be like, oh yeah, this is one that you couldn't see in theaters. This is unrated. With like maybe 30 seconds extra of a scene somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it became almost a joke, but this is actually 
this being not rated isn't used as a selling point. It's just a matter of fact of how they have to distribute it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I get that as a workaround, but also as like a small indie film, it does make sense. Like, I guess probably a couple months ago, um, I traveled out of town just to uh, go see a film. And it was like, because it was a one-time event thing. Like, we're showing this for, it's one showing of this movie and that's it. Yeah. And it was basically a visual album. Like, someone that uh, I follow online, like, I follow her on Spotify and everything and listen to her music, was going to make a music video, realized that she wanted to make too many music videos and just made a consistent movie that's a visual album of the newest album that she came out with. That's cool. And that was just one of those, like, a one-time thing because, like, they didn't really have the budget for it. It was super, super indie. Yeah, for that. This is kind of like that, but also because it's super, super gory. That movie, if it got rated, would be maybe PG-13. It's like <laughs> on the line between PG and PG-13. Okay, yeah. Pretty tame in that regard. Yeah, then. but also because it's super indie, n- not rated, uh, just, you know, a s- small little like, hey, like if you're a fan, this is going to be in theaters. Here's the select theaters we were able to get for like the one showing because yeah. that's all we had the budget for. So if you do want to watch this movie, it is a little bit weird. Uh so it is Redbox for four ninety nine, it is Google Play for two ninety nine, or Vudu for ninety nine cents, or <laughs> uh, if you have a primetime subscription, then YouTube or YouTube TV, or um, if you're subscribed to Amazon Prime, you can watch it on there too. Which I think okay. they have both terrifiers on Amazon Prime if you have a Prime subscription. Yes, I believe you are correct. We watched the physical four K version of it. I don't think this movie needed four K. I don't think that the HDR really popped at all, and you. Th- I would think it would have more, but it really didn't. I think there it, was an opportunity for the blood to be more like what the like ray way in your face, but it wasn't. It's fine. It's fine. It still looked yeah. good. But uh, it does it still look good in like a 1080p? Yeah, you're fine if you can only find the Blu-ray of this thing. Right. Uh, as always, I'll say never buy a DVD ever again in your life. DVDs look like garbage. Someone spoiled. Some who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> I'm someone. I want to read the back of the box here real quick because it's very non-spoilery. Okay. After being resurrected by a sinister entity. Art the Clown returns to Miles County where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. That's it. Very, very simple. Even the special features on this. There's a couple on here that I want to take a look at eventually. But uh, there's a behind the scenes. And it's just like 32 minutes of some guy just recording on his phone. Just random stuff. (laughs) Nothing important. Not interviews. Random BTS guy just going around like, oh yeah, this is behind the scenes. This is our actors. This is our studio that we like do the makeup in. This is where we do this and that, blah, 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 blah. Basically, I want to check that out at some point. But the big thing of why this movie was so, so cheap is entirely in the hands of the creator of Terrifier and Art the Clown, Damien Leone. He was the director, uh, the lead writer, the lead special effects, and the editor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is so a lot. That probably cut out $200,000 more that this movie could have cost. Yeah, but probably also cut out the man's sanity for and probably a sleep schedule for trying oh, to get all this done. Absolutely. <laughs> this man probably did not sleep at all. Which also maybe explains a lot of the... <laughs> yeah, it might explain a bit. Of... <laughs> uh, some of the editing choices and whatnots. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, let's get into first impressions here. Robbie, of course, you're the one who hasn't seen it at all. So let's go to you. So I do agree with you guys that this is very much like a return to form whenever it comes to Grindhouse films. Uh, there is almost like a resurgence of you know having really bloody special effects uh late latent horror films uh very much slasher based ones uh that are coming back and this is kind of one of the movies that are well i would say the first terrifier kind of is bringing that back and this is just kind of a return to form of like hey we have a bigger budget now let's see what more we can do with uh what we have money wise absolutely 
I honestly, in the Conjuring episode that we just did, I talked about how like I think people are more thirsty for gore. I think this is a big thing. The fact that the highest rated Saw movie is the 10th Saw right now in theaters, I think is a huge testament to that people want more gore and they kind of want that gross feeling again. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like you like you also said in that episode, it almost feels like there's like these sections of horror to where like it goes like slashers are really big right now, so we're going to watch a lot of slashers and then yeah. paranormal's big, so we're going to watch a lot of paranormal and then goes to murder mystery and uh, is popular, so we're going to go to more murder mystery. And yep. Then it just kind of like goes in a loop almost. Yeah, honestly, it really does. Yeah, I think, I honestly think like the first Terrifier kind of is probably almost responsible for that resurgence. Like, it wasn't like super well known when it came out, but I think it became a cult classic pretty quickly. And that is probably why this movie did so well too, because it just caught on. And yeah, it's a. more brutal and uh in every way insane yes. <laughs> yes i honestly did not even know terrifier existed until friend of the podcast carlos he was on the dbz episode i was like hey do you want to go and see terrifier 2 with me i'm so excited i was like i don't know what that is and so he explained it to me so like sure i'll go and i went home watched the first terrifier the next day we went and saw terrifier 2 and so i just had a very i had a roller coaster of blood and gore which is hilarious because I definitely suggested it the first one to you. At some I point. don't know. Yeah. Like it doesn't. I don't recall that. No, it's fine though. I mean, for me, like I, I knew it was in the zeitgeist at this point in time before you had showed me the first movie. Yeah. Because I just like seen pictures of Art the Clown online. I was like, oh, okay, this seems like a little weird little indie film like maybe they're trying to bring mm-hmm. slashers back with this clown character like i'll watch it eventually and then you just like hey we're watching terrifier tonight like, all right yeah <laughs> i um i think the way that i actually found out about terrifier is like a few years ago a friend just sent me a dvd of terrifier oh. and i had never really heard of it i think i watched um that anthology or whatever Oh, I know the one you're talking where oh, Art like the Clown the short... got his first uh, yeah. appearance. Oh, All Hallows Eve. I think it was an anth- anthology. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, I watched that ages ago, but like, yeah, <laughs> I watched Terrifier. It's like, this is fucking great. And yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, whenever Dry showed me it. the first one, like I didn't expect anything from that movie, especially with, you know, you could tell it was super low budget. It reminded me a lot of... Like, back whenever we had the rental store and they had, like, that section of horror movies that was all these, like, super low-budget uh, B-rated movies that, yeah. like, were done <laughs> on, like, you know, $5 in a candy bar worth yeah. of a budget. <laughs> like, the art style of just, like, watching that first one reminded me of that, so I didn't think anything of it whenever he first showed me it, and I ended up really, really enjoying the first one. Yeah, like, yeah. actually, I can't say that I was ever scared of clowns but terrifier the first terrifier actually sort of made me afraid of clowns <laughs> yeah because he's fucking creepy as fuck in that movie yeah <laughs> super super creepy in the first terrifier <laughs> that diner scene or the pizza parlor scene yeah is like this dude's fucking creepy it just gives you like the creeps totally yeah <laughs> The funny thing is I kind of laughed at that first scene just because, mm-hmm. you know, that whenever her friend goes, she's like, oh, he's harmless and decides she's going to take a selfie with him. Mm-hmm. And she's like trying to take off his hat and she accidentally like goes of it and smacks him in the eye with it. And <laughs> he's like just trying to hold that face without going like, oh, my eye, oh, my eye. There's like this weird slapstick humor 
to Art the Clown and Terrifier, and I just kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, combined with the whole brutalness of it, it's so funny. Yeah, the yeah. way that I compare, or what I called him in the first one, is he's like a weird amalgamation between Leatherface and Freddy Krueger. Cause, like, I would say, like, Pennywise and Freddy Krueger, <laughs> honestly. Well, because he has those brutal kills like you would see from Leatherface, but he does have the personality of Freddy Krueger of just like, oh, he's kind yeah. of funny and he's he's kind of wacky in a weird way. Yeah. Like, another scene that made me laugh from the very first one is, like, whenever, you know, who you suspect to be the main character in the movie, like, starts fighting back and, like, she has him, like, on the rope. She's like, come on, come on. And then he just pulls a gun out of nowhere and shoots her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> Okay. Because you're not expecting that. Like, <laughs> he's been using a it. knife up until this point. Yeah. <laughs> I it's love great. that. It's fantastic. Um, So, yeah, you would say you generally enjoyed it, Robbie? Yeah, I did. Uh, I think that this movie took all the things that were great about the first one and expanded on them way more. Yeah, for sure. Sam, your thoughts. Yeah, I love this movie. I think it's great and completely brutal and crazy and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. As long yeah. as you have that pitch black humor. Yeah, I want to see more movies like this. Well, we're getting at least one more. Yeah. Of this specific one. Ooh. <laughs> I hope so. I I I kind of want like more of an origin story. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I feel like there's some unexplained stuff in this one that I want to dig deeper into. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some unexplained things in the first one, but it kind of did like that whole like what's scarier is that you don't know why aspect of Art the Clown, but then it gets like weirdly supernatural at the end of the first one. And leaves you with more questions. And then it kind of answers it in this one, but not really. It gets more weirdly supernatural Yeah, this one. This one is definitely more supernatural and really reminds me of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Uh, Just the whole vibe. Yeah, well, the whole vibe of it. But I was going to say, it's like, cool, so I have a answer, but I have about 10 more questions. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, I absolutely love it. This is one of those cases to where I think... If you had to recast who played Art the Clown, I think you'd lose a lot of the magic yes. here. Oh my gosh. 100%. Yes. His performance is. It's weird to say this about a slasher, but his performance is absolutely glowing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, it looks like he's having so much fun doing this, and he seems like he totally understands this character. Yeah. For being like a, you know. <sighs> insane clown killer he has a lot of charm a lot of personality for not right. even having any lines ever which doesn't is amazing yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't say a word but you can tell a lot about his personality yeah. yes uh there is a kill we'll get to it i guess yeah. we'll get to it we'll get to it but man i love it <laughs> uh so yeah let's let's uh i like this movie as well if it's not clear yeah uh let's get to the plot of this movie it is pretty basic yeah and until it's not it isn't isn't like it's like i said it answers some questions but then it just leaves you with more questions after it answered one or two yeah so the movie starts off in ba literally exactly where the first movie ends mm -hmm. at the morgue and he's just brutalizing the fucking mortician yeah because i guess if you haven't listened to the first podcast or have not seen the first terrifier it ends with art the clown and are uh, putting a gun in his mouth and unaliving himself and then when they're checking up on him at the morgue, he has this still has that crazy smile on his face and like, huh, that's weird. And then grabs a scalpel and slashes the mortician's neck yeah. and shows like, oh, Art the Clown is still alive, even though he has no brain matter left. And then it 
start this yeah this one starts with that same mortician bleeding out everywhere and like trying to call 911 while Art the Clown is trying to get back at him. Yeah, just tearing his face and head apart, tears his skull literally in half. That's how you start the fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. That is like such a good way to be like by the way, everything that happened in that first one, we're just upping it by 10. <laughs> yes. It's in, it's crazy insane. Uh, well, the first thing that he does is like he uh, rips his eye out and yes. then like tries putting it in his eye socket because one of his eyes, something happened to it. I can't remember what happened. Because like shot out, I think. But he put the gun in his mouth is the thing and like it blew out the back of his head. I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. What Anyways, yeah, something happened to his eye. I, I don't remember exactly. I apparently I need to rewatch the first one. Woe is me. But uh, yeah, like he's like tries to take out his eye and put it in his eye socket, but it's not working. And so he just rips his head in half. Yeah. Like a phone book. Yeah, it's great. Uh, by the way, all practical effects we should mention. Oh, yeah. This feels like, honestly, if you showed this to somebody and told them it came out of the 80s, if they didn't have iPhones in their hands in some scenes, you would assume this was yes. the 80s. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, so much. The CGI, I say with quotation marks that you can totally see because this is a podcast. <laughs> um, the CGI in this is super, super basic. It is the same that you would see in like the 1980s He-Man level of CGI. Yes. Mm-hmm. Almost to that exact level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think purposely so. Probably. I think it's... I think the practical effects are just like super endearing to me because yeah, it looks so good it does <laughs> even when it doesn't it does yeah. it's just fun well because yeah. like i think one good example is that first kill because that first kill it's like super brutal where he, he rips out that guy's eye and like it looks somewhat realistic and then you see him rip his head in half and that looks super <laughs> unrealistic yeah, yeah because here's the thing even when practical effects don't look real they feel more real because there's actual weight to everything. Yeah. Yes. So even when like you're like, okay, this is very clearly fake, you're willing to be like, but this is fucking sadistic and sick and awful and buy into it more because it feels real because they get to actually interact with the thing. It's And it goes hard on the blood, which I love. Oh, yeah. It just yeah. pops out. It's great. Everywhere. Blood <laughs> fucking everywhere. So yeah, oh. our human characters in this uh i don't know any fucking characters names you're gonna help me with that one robbie will do uh the first one who is the main cast in this is a a girl named sienna oh yeah yeah sienna and her family her little brother and her mother uh jonathan and Allie. yes and uh her father died and is gone or whatever we don't really learn exactly what happened until much later yeah (laughs) uh but you know that single mother and uh she works real hard, has two jobs, and she never stops. Uh, she has like the, the Reeve- heart of a fighter. <laughs> Just like the Ruth McIntyre song. Exactly like <laughs> that song. Uh, and so, yeah, she is, you get a great montage with weird synth 80s style music. <laughs> it's absolutely uh, lovely. And her just making a Halloween costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, the one thing that I kept on wanting to say while she was, like, making her costume is, like, I wish I was a professional cosplayer whenever I was in high school because, like, she has a bunch of, like, professional level, like, gear with her to make her cosplay. But, yeah. like, it seems like whatever her mom does for a living, which it seems like she is a uh, uh, works from home insurance salesman almost. Something. She works from home. She's, um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah it, it doesn't really explain, but, like, Something it seems very customer service or customer service heavy. Yes, very much so. No idea what the job is. You yeah. never learn. But anyways, I feel like her mom makes a pretty fair amount of money for like 
A, the cosplay gear that her daughter has, and then B, the house that they live in. Yeah, because the they live in like New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and the house they live in is like a four, giant. Yeah, this yeah. is like a four thousand square foot house. Yeah, like ten bedrooms, garage. <laughs> Not quite that big. <laughs> this is at least like a three or four bedroom house, though, with two stories. Like this is a, a good sized house that they live in in New York. In New yeah. York. <laughs> so this is like. Probably like a twenty million dollar house. <laughs> so gotta be. I don't know. Man. Gotta be. Uh, giant house, and the brother is a little strange. He really wants to be Art the clown for his Halloween costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the sister's like, you can't do that. That is fucking sick and sadistic. Uh, you don't see people running around dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer, do you? And that's hilarious because. At the time when this movie was written and made, absolutely not. But like a week Shortly before, after. or like a week after this movie came out, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly what people were doing. Yeah, because like when that scene came out, both of you laughed because like I kind of like sucked <laughs> air through my teeth. I was like, you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, nobody dresses up like Ted Bundy or, or Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. I was just like, I don't know about that. Ooh, about it seems that. like they do these days. <laughs> they definitely did last year at least yeah somebody (laughs) so yeah get that and then you get her going to sleep and she has the longest fucking dream sequence in the world Mm -hmm. a too long dream sequence yeah (laughs) it was a kind of a cool dream sequence though but like it kind of starts off with because like she's just flipping through channels and it almost feels like flipping through channels in gta 5 yeah (laughs) with how she's flipping through them and then like Goes on to like this weird commercial for the clown car or clown cafe. Yes, come on over to the clown cafe. This is where like it feels very dreamy in some points, and this is where it really feels like Nightmare on Elm Street, where yes, it's like yeah. you don't know is it like in the dream world or is it like I don't know. and like does the dream world come? In? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's stuff. kind of like was she watching TV in her dream kind of thing, and then she ended up in that commercial, <laughs> or is that an actual commercial that ended up like just kind of going into her dream? Like, kind of has like that whole weird vibe of like where does uh, reality start and the dream end kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no idea. But the dream is just her sitting there being in this weird, super dreamy, like Nightmare on Elm Street level thing of like everything's just off and weird in a way. Yeah. yeah. And then Art comes in and starts murdering everybody. <laughs> just... And it's like a 10 minute scene though. Yeah. It's not like a quick snippet. It's it's a very long scene. Yeah. Because it's not even because like they have the entire song for the Clown Cafe and the woman singing it. <laughs> yep. And then she looks around and like sees all the people around her who are way too happy for what's going on and just like some random nun that's like feed this poor man please feed this poor man which never comes back that like never that <laughs> scene never be becomes some, relevant some meaning maybe it's because of her you know big heart maybe i don't know like i don't know what the hell that was supposed to I mean but then like art the clown comes out of nowhere and like starts handing people food or, like random food items and then like hands her a like I, I would say a box but it's like gift wrapped in newspaper yes yeah and then, like, she doesn't want to take it at first, and so he's just like, take the gift, take the gift, and, like, just, just trying to force it to her until she finally takes it. And whenever she opens it, there's a black heart, like, covered in worms and maggots in yeah. the box. And then, yeah, pulls a Tommy gun out of his bag and just starts murdering everybody. <laughs> murders every single person. She runs away, almost gets murdered. It's great, but again, it's too long. Yeah. I think this scene is just too long. Yeah. But you know what? If you got 
Damien Leone and the director of Skin and Rink together, and you got them to write and direct a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie, oh God. it would be so fucking cool. That'd yeah. be pretty amazing, honestly. <laughs> that Hollywood, please do that. Please just <laughs> yeah. give them some money to do that. That would be pretty awesome. The two biggest indie directors just straight to a giant studio movie. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, uh, so she wakes up because she feels like there's a fire going on. And then it turns out the wings that she's been trying to make for forever are on fire because the candles were lit on her nightstand thing, even though she claims she didn't have them lit the night yeah. before. And the one uh, candle that's like right underneath the wings happens to be burning like 20 feet high. Yes. And so wings catch on fire, almost burns the entire house down. Mom is angry. By the way, the mom always is angry. Always either angry. in yell mode or I'm sorry, please have a great night. Yeah. yeah. There's no in between. Not, no. no, no in between. It's great. Uh, so mom yells. They end up going to sleep. You end up learning that her little brother has some issues, maybe. Uh, he's been to therapy before. Next day, he goes to school. There's just these uh these kids by a dumpster playing with his dead possum, opossum, opossum. It's possum. We're gonna say possum. Uh, <laughs> and they do dumb kid things and yeah. bully a little girl and poke it with a stick. Poke yeah, that, stick, that's obviously. like the dumb kid thing of like, hey, there's a dead body. Let's poke it with a stick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the what's the kid's name again? Uh, Billy. Uh, Jonathan. 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 Okay. Uh, Jonathan is in class and he's like, can I be excused, please? Goes out to go and use the bathroom, and Art the Clown is out there with, but we who we didn't bring up. Uh, Art the Clown's introduction is after he kills the mortician, he goes to a laundromat, and it's this really silly scene where he's <laughs> yeah, completely like, naked and washes I kinda, his clothes. Yeah, I was gonna say because I saw it like, you know, he's all covered in blood walking down the street, and then he walks into a laundromat, and my response was, I mean, I guess like it, <laughs> where else is he gonna wash the blood off of his clothes? But yeah, he's just sitting there naked reading a newspaper, laughing at the fact that there is a new or uh, um. A newspaper article of a family of four die in a car wreck. Yes. Yeah. Uh, silently laughing. He doesn't make a sound. Yeah. There, he literally makes one sound in the entire movie and it's spitting. Yeah. That's the only sound you ever hear him make. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's silently laughing at himself. He's, like I said in the first one, he's more like a mime to me. Yeah. He's yeah. a mime more than anything. That's one of the big arguments that you have of this movie. He's not Art the Clown, he's Art the Mime. Yeah, but Art the <laughs> Mime wouldn't sell. <laughs> but yeah, uh, while he's sitting there, still covered in blood and naked, reading this newspaper, he does see this little girl who has like the same art style to him. I guess I should say, like yeah. the same kind of face makeup and like the same teeth. Uh, the only difference is she, you can see her hair, but like she also has the same art hat, but she has like one of her pigtails kind of poking through the hat. Yeah. Um, no idea what's up with that. One of her, one of his first victims, maybe, or I have kid. a theory. There was the art, that article, yeah, in that kid's book showing her, her, yeah, like that she died. She's one of the first victims of Art the Clown at the carnival, at the yeah. carnival, the now abandoned carnival, which we'll get into as well. Yeah, yeah. and we'll get into that later because it so, seems like, like it almost seems like whenever he kills somebody, like they get attached to him somehow. Possibly, maybe he like absorbs them and then he just sees. The hallucinates. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But it's not I even ha- him hallucinating it because it's both the kids hallucinating. Sometimes yeah. he is, sometimes he isn't. Yeah, it's really it's weird. But yeah, like whenever you see this little girl there, like the first thing you see her is like she apparently like poops black sludge onto the ground and then goes and like plays patty cake with him. Mm-hmm. And the one guy who's in the laundromat and is sleeping. Uh, sees Art the Clown uh, naked, covered in blood, playing patty cake with nothing. 
for a second yes. and has this look like I need to stop drinking on his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great scene. Uh, and uh, Arthur Clown ends up washing his clothes, killing the guy, mopping the floor and going away, <laughs> yeah. which is great and weird. Um, so yeah, the next day, the Ellie, Ellis, Sally. Sienna. 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 Not going to remember any of their names. Sienna. It's a good thing I had their names pulled up on yep. Google. Sienna <laughs> Uh, goes to school and she's talking to her friends. She's like, man, I had a fucked up dream last night. That guy last year who killed all those people was totally in my dream and he killed a whole bunch of people. By the way, my wings caught on fire. I swear to God it wasn't me. And then she has a panic attack and one of her friends are like, man, you sure suck. I mean, kidding, I'm so fun. Yeah, also... um well, she also starts talking about how at the end of the first Terrifier movie, how the sole survivor of Art's first attack uh, went hostile and like went from being like completely calm and collected to ripping off that woman's face and like talking about like whether or not like they think that she survived or not and, like well i hope not because of how much damage they did to her and like starts talking like going to the gory details of having her eyes gouged out and like yeah. pieces of her face like sitting on the floor and blah 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 and then like causes her to have a panic attack and like hey sorry i didn't realize you were a little bitch about all this <laughs> yes her blonde friend is uh super shitty the other friend is boring yeah and Sienna's somewhere in the middle. Sienna's somewhere in the middle. Sienna, honestly, I think the girl who plays Sienna, really good actress. She, yeah. yeah, she did a really good job with that role. Yeah, like, it is, man, he got so lucky finding this girl, because yeah. she can. She fucking killed it. Yeah. Wasn't it saying <laughs> this is her first role at the beginning, like, they, like introducing her? Yeah, I think so. This? So, yeah, this, for this being her first role, she absolutely fucking nailed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if she decides to keep acting 1,000%, mm-hmm. she's gonna do great, I think. Yeah. She was great in this. I hope so. Yeah. Um... I mean, also same thing with David Howard Thornton, the guy who plays Art the Clown. Like, yeah, without even saying a word, is like super charismatic as an actor. Yeah, I would love to get this dude's autograph. Uh, I hope he comes same. to a con around here or something. Yeah. I would love to meet him. Same. Yeah. Um. So yeah, ends up having that panic attack. Uh, later in the school, like I was getting to, I had to set that up when Jonathan. Jonathan, thank you. I was gonna call him <laughs> Billy again. When Jonathan <laughs> is in the school, he sees Art and. The, the little girl? The like, little the I don't pale think they girl. I think she's just called girl. the pale girl. Yeah, she's called the pale girl. Like, I think she ha- technically like has a name if you read the news article, but I think yeah. that's one of those things you have to like pause and like see what her name is. But yeah. in the credits, she's just Yeah, she's just pale, pale girl, girl in the credits. Yeah. So Art and the pale girl playing with the dead possum. Yeah. And then they both look at Ethan. Ethan? Jonathan? Jonathan. <laughs> Fuck, oh! man. I don't know. Oh! I don't know. <laughs> He had a friend named Jonathan growing up. <laughs> How do you not remember man, I this? I don't know, man. Uh, they look at Jonathan and then throw the possum at him. And he's like, oh, shit. And he's running away and he runs into one of his teachers uh, who looks like she's straight out of a porn movie. <laughs> I don't know what it is about her. She just has that look. It's the nipples. It's the nipples. She she puts her coat aside and her nips are just hard as a rock. I, I guess. <laughs> I, apparently, I didn't notice hard nipples when How? I was looking. Oh, that's the first thing because I noticed. I was paying attention to a kid holding a dead possum. That's center, right. center of frame right there. Like, just <laughs> boop, right in the middle of the screen. If, and meanwhile, I'm like, hey, dead possum. Been, that had to have been on purpose. Had to have been. There's no way it wasn't. Anyway, she's like, ah, Elias. Jonathan, Jonathan. There you go. There you Elias. go. We didn't, we didn't even have to remind you this time. She's like, oh, Jonathan, you get back here, you stupid bitch. And Jonathan gets in trouble because he's caught running home, covered in blood, and his mom's yelling at him. And so 
He is grounded now because yeah. he got suspended. Because there is that conversation between Sienna and the mom earlier about how, like, maybe he's a little bit too obsessed with serial killers and maybe he's going to grow up to be more like your father who went crazy. Yes. Which they just <laughs> barely, barely mentioned at that scene. Just like, not another word, y- young lady. Go back to your room. <laughs> God damn it, go back to your room. Have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and like starts to think like, well, maybe you're right about him being, uh, you know, a little serial killer because apparently he's torturing and killing small animals now. Yeah. And then she talks to her, her little brother, Jonathan, and he says he didn't do it and uh, shows that he actually had dad, dad's old art book and shows like all the drawings that are in there. And shows His old art book? Ooh. Ah. But yeah, but actually in that <laughs> book, though, is a sketch of Art the Clown. And then when you go through it, there's actually some of his victims in like the state that they were whenever they died. Like sketched up. Yeah. yeah. And then also a couple newspaper articles of some of his first kills that were, I'm assuming, before the first Terrifier movie. So some things he sh- just, couldn't have known of. The father yeah. just predicted this stuff. He wasn't actually like schizophrenic or whatever. He just, he's, you know, prophet, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. He's clairvoyant. <laughs> so Ooh. he is. I don't really. My guess there's like some sort of flam- family lineage thing going there on. There has yeah, to be. That, that's my theory too. Art like, is obviously like targeting. Yeah, he's like a demon who's targeting. Yeah, or something. yeah. It doesn't explain that. No, no, it doesn't. Which like, I'm hoping if we get another one, it'll explain more yeah. of that. Yeah, or we'll just completely. <laughs> I do not definitely have my it. theories after watching this movie, though. Yeah, but we'll Terr- get into that the more we talk about the spoilers of this movie. Yeah, and Terrifier Three is already um, guaranteed. Uh, fall 2024. Yes. So that is happening. Yeah. We um, might definitely have to make a thing of it. We will absolutely have to. So yeah, at this point she's like, all right, well, I need to go and find new wings. So she goes off to the costume store. Yeah. Where she's talking to her friend. And she's like, man, so crazy. Like this book, I don't know how my dad had it. Uh, Anyway, do you think these wings look great? And she's like, yeah, they look cute. And she's like, I guess they're okay. Like, And then Art the Clown is there. Yeah. I still think it's kind of funny. Like, oh, I can't believe I have to wear these cheap are uh, the cheap store bought wings instead of like the elegant ones that I made. Which she made some really good wings. I think the only thing like her friends did make the comments of just like, yeah, but they're fucking huge, and you're going to a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Art is there, and he's just staring at him. And they slowly leave the basement, and the other friend is still she- in the basement. No, she's not there at that because like, what happens I've- to the friend in this scene? I think. Because they had an leave? argument before this, remember? Off or something? I think they had an argument and her friend left. No, her mom called. Her mom called, she oh, left the building. Oh, yeah, yeah, her mom called, she left the building. And then Art's there, and then uh, Essie. Sia? Sania. Sia. Sienna. 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 Shit. Jesus, guys. <laughs> we just watched this movie. What's wrong with us? <laughs> so bad with names. Sienna sees Art in the doorway, and she slowly creeps past him, and she goes to buy her wings and a necklace of some kind? Yeah. yeah. Choker. And she's talking to the clerk there. And, and does like, like the, oh, I think I left my bag downstairs. And then Arch just like slams her bag down on the table and like goes and starts looking at glasses. Yeah. And it's such a hilarious and really creepy scene yeah. <laughs> at the same time, which again, the guy who, the Jonathan Majors, what was his name? Uh, David Howard Thornton. Not even close. What? David Howard Thornton. <laughs> so many names to this Jonathan movie. Jonathan is the kid's name. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I, hey, I got a name right. It's the wrong one. 
Uh, Give him the benefit of the doubt. He just watched a super gory movie. He's going through his PTSD right now. <laughs> I assume so, at least. So, yeah. Uh, he, uh, again, just an incredible actor. Yeah. Because he's able to make this guy scary and hilarious at the same time. Yeah, because, yeah. like, he just, like, trying on these random wacky glasses, and, like, she'll look back at him, and he's wearing a different pair of glasses and waving at her. Just <laughs> giant smile. Biggest yeah. smile you've ever seen in your life. It's great. Yeah. And then she pays for everything. And uh, she like <laughs> the clerk is like, oh, let me get you a bag for these wings. Like, no, no, it's okay. No, no, it's fine. I need you a bigger bag than it's right back here. He walks away, and Art picks up this little clown horn and does this cartoony Bugs Bunny walk <laughs> uh, to her, and then to Sienna. Yeah, and he just like puts the horn up next to her ear. She's like, don't like to do. Please it. don't. Yes. <laughs> so good it's It's so good it's so i feel like childish yeah i feel like the most relatable person uh in the scene is the store clerk just like hey will you fucking knock it off five seconds please i love the store clerk in the scene like he's just (laughs) he's super realistic in a very unrealistic scene Yeah. yeah yeah well i say unrealistic but i guess if you ever worked as a store clerk you have to constantly tell people to stop you know being a little bastard inside your store. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Sienna leaves with all of her stuff, and then the clerk is like, hey, you going to buy anything? Because we're about to close. And Art puts the little clown horn on there. He's like, so you going to pay for that? And Art goes into his trash bag and starts pulling out all of these ridiculous hammers and saws and a bottle change, a glass bottle. Yeah. And he like gets all the money there. And he's like, come on, man, serious, you going to buy that or what? And Art smacks him in the face with the bottle. Well, what happens is, like, he pulls out the money, and if you look at the money, it's actually covered in blood. Yes. And he goes, okay, I'm calling the cops. And that's when he breaks the bottle and, like, stabs it in the guy's eye. Yeah. Also, Art locks the door before he does Yeah, he, yeah. before he does any of this. Which kind of shows, like, no matter what, he was planning to kill this guy. Yep, absolutely. Um, Just brutalizes this dude. Just fucking mm-hmm. stabs him in the face. R- literally cuts his head off. Yep. Yeah, cuts his head <laughs> off. Uh. And then you get to a cutaway of a mom and a kid trying to get into the store and it's locked and it shows the inside because there's a bunch of clown things at the entryway. And then it's Art holding up the clerk's head and then he waves at the kid and he's like, cool. <laughs> it's great. It's such a great scene. <laughs> and then they walk away and Art's very sad. He didn't yeah, get he's like, scared. He's like, yeah, he like throws the head to the side like, all right, well, that was the gag. And then just walks away kind yeah. of sad. Yeah, it's like it's like a comedian who didn't get a laugh on a joke. Yeah, yeah. he's doing it all for a little... A little a gag, it's a all little, for the bit. A little giggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's really uh, funny. Yeah. So then you go to the friend at this point, right? Yes. To brown hair friend. Does she need a name? Baby? Jennifer. I don't know. We're going to call her Jackie. Jackie sounds good. I don't know if that's really her name. I don't know if she had a name. Marilyn? Jackie Marilyn Brown? That sounds like a person. That sounds like a real person. What is it, Robbie? Tell us. I was going to say Dawn, but that's definitely the girl from the first one. We're going to call her Barbara. Okay, we're calling her Barbara. <laughs> sure. Okay. So the best friend, Barbara, is at home, <laughs> and all the kids are trick-or-treating, and she gets a knock at the door, and it's Art the Clown, and he's just holding his bag out, smiling. It's like, <laughs> man, that's a scary costume. That's uh, real brave of you after all that stuff. Anyway, you got to go. You're not a kid. I can't give you candy. It's Allie. <laughs> Allie? Yeah, it's oh, Allie. Okay, damn it. I just looked it up and because like <laughs> apparently she's the same age as me. Nice. So like in the headshot that we have of her, she looks a lot older than she looks in the movie. <laughs> That's usually how it goes, man. So Allie. Yeah. Allie. Allie? 
Allie. Allie's like, man, you you can't be here. I'm not going to give you candy. And he's like real insistent. He pushes the bag at her again. He's like, uh, closes the door. He slams, slams the door. She goes back. She's like, dude, you got to go. He insists on candy again. She's like, okay, let me get this straight. If I give you candy, you will go away. And he smiles real big and he just nods yes real slowly. <laughs> like, okay, here. And she just throws candy at him. And Art gets real mad that she did that because once. <laughs> well, one thing is Art doesn't like it when people are being rude. It seems he does yeah, not like does rude not people. Like rude people. Yeah, that is true. Like if she would have just because if you look at the bag or the Kroger bag of candy that she has, uh, they actually have like these little Halloween bags that they have like preordained like candy for all the kids. Yeah. So like every kid gets a bag and each one has, you know, like a certain amount of candy and blah blah blah. She doesn't give him that. She like rips open a bag and throws it at him. Like, get the fuck <laughs> off my porch. Yeah. And Art's real mad and when she looks in the bag, you see a bloody saw in there. She's like, uh okay. And she slams the door and goes away. Uh later that night, she's hanging out, hears a crash, goes to investigate, and the glass door in her kitchen is broken. She looks over and Art's over there dancing near the sink, doing his little art thing. Yeah, a little drink of water. Yeah, he gets himself yeah. a little drinky poo of water. <laughs> oh, which is like a hilarious way to do it because water is just all over his face. It's great. <laughs> uh, picks up Scalpel, and he has these scissors, and then he proceeds to chase her. Mm-hmm. And then you get the goriest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, my this. God. Whenever you're talking about the kills being mean in Terrifier 2, I feel like this is specifically the kill you're talking about. Because, yes. like, I wouldn't say all of them are meaner or gorier than, like, the girl getting sawed in half in the first Terrifier. This one definitely is, though. There's, like, two kills in this movie that are definitely gorier and meaner than that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, this is what he does. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot to this scene. Like, let's, holy shit, a there's a lot to this stomach, scene. stomach, skip five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, first of all, <laughs> um, I think he takes a scalpel to her eyeball or something, right? Yeah, he, like, cuts down her face, uh, cutting her eyeball open mm-hmm. with a scalpel. And then he scalps her. Yeah, he takes scissors and scalps her after that. (laughs) And then breaks her arm off. Like he breaks the bones in her arm and then rips the arm off. Well, she's on her stomach. He pulls her left arm up behind her back and twists back and forth at the elbow until Mm -hmm. you see the skin peel off and he pulls her arm off from the elbow. (laughs) Yeah. And then like takes her other hand and like goes between her fingers and like rips her arm in half between the two feet, between her middle finger and her ring finger. Mm -hmm. And then. He starts stabbing her endlessly with a scalpel on the mm-hmm. back, just over and over and over again. And then he starts just cutting off chunks of her. No, before well, no, no, no. that, yeah, before t- that, because like he leaves the room after he does that. <laughs> yes, and like you see her like crawling towards her phone, mm-hmm. and then he comes back with bleach and salt, and like starts <laughs> dumping bleach and salt on top of her, her, which is fucking insane. Literally rubbing salt into the wounds. Yeah, <laughs> like he literally does grab a handful of salt at one point and starts like rubbing it into her back wounds. Yeah. It's so over the it's top. So yeah. not even done yet. So unnecessarily mean. <laughs> yeah. So. And then after that, like uh where he cut her face and her eye open, like he rips off that side of her face. And then like you think, okay, cool. He's done at this point. Then <laughs> no, you get to like with the mother coming home later on. And whenever the mother comes home, she's like laying on the bed and he's cutting chunks out. She's off still of her. alive. And she's still alive. Because <laughs> like you think she's dead until like she looks up and says Mom and yeah. Art's silently laughing while the mom's screaming this entire time, which is fucking horrific. He's not just silently laughing; he's pointing at her like, 
Look at this. Look at this. It's hilarious. How hilarious is this? He's like laughing and he Why points at laughing? her and she screams and then he does like a, ah, oh, you get it. You get it. <laughs> kind of like shrug. Like, it's so sadistic. Yeah. It's, it really is. It's way overboard and yeah. so over the like, top gory. Yeah, it, it is almost parody levels of gore. They could have stopped. The they could have stopped after like the the scalping or the arm ripping off. No, he had to play with this fucking victim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Yeah. Can't describing it cannot do it justice. Do it justice to how visceral some of this gore is. Because again, yeah. it's all practical effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it looks great, honestly. It really it does. does. Uh I am pretty sure towards the end he's like cutting chunks out of her that was just yeah. animatronics at that point in time yep uh yeah. same thing with uh the clerk at the costume shop because whenever he's cutting his head off you see his jaw moving around yeah. still and it looked somewhat realistic until he picked the head up and then i realized like oh shit like that was animatronic like someone was sitting there with puppetry like moving his jaw and his eyelids while he was doing this yeah yeah it's it's so great yeah. animatronics are great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Really hard to work with with fake blood because fake blood gets into everything. Oh my yeah, gosh. but <laughs> yes, like they had to use like fifty or sixty gallons at least of, blo- of fake blood in this one. I can't if I even remem- imagine how much fake blood. They if I remember right, I think they did sixty gallons of fake blood, and this was easily the most expensive scene in the movie. Jeez. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's also once again going back to the first terrifier, like the scene where he's sawing that girl in half, that had to be the most expensive scene in the entire movie. Like everything yes. else was just like, yeah, we'll pay you 50 bucks to do the scene today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that one scene, like just to get like, you know, the dummy and everything and like have all the blood of him sawing her in half. Yeah. But yeah, like this easily had to be the most expensive scene in the entire movie. Yeah. It's insane. I yeah. don't know if you can go onto YouTube and watch this. I literally I don't it. think you can. Yeah. I very much doubt it. <laughs> Live leaks. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> on I don't know Pornhub. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> God, I, hope I don't not know. Pornhub. Might be too much. Might be too Pornhub. much. It's it's honestly it's a insane. lot. Like we could sit here and go into like gruesome details on it, but like you you get an idea just from what we described of how gory the scene was. It still doesn't do it justice. This scene is super super over the top. Blood yeah. is the room is covered in blood. It's yeah. literally covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like so. so it's so brutal, but so lighthearted because of his... Because he's sitting there laughing like, look how ridiculous this is. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, then you get Sienna, and she's getting ready to go to a party. Yeah. In fact, she's at a party at this point. Well, uh, I, I guess one thing montage. that we skipped over is... Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, during this... Because like, she tries calling up Allie, and she doesn't get a response back. And then it shows like this montage of her getting ready, like getting in her outfit, because... Whenever they're going through the art book with their dad, you see the co- or the costume that she's been making at the very end of the book, which was you later on find out in the movie that her dad drew this up, and she's like, "Oh, that's really cool!" Like as like a way to remember her dad wanted to make this out or cosplay this outfit yeah. of a character that her dad made, which is yeah. kind of sweet, honestly. And like this is kind of the scene of her getting ready, which. I feel like this, the shower scene, getting ready, was a little bit unnecessary, I mean, but there were the you have 80s. to have some yeah, sort of 80s. sex in some sort of sex in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this movie is very much a love letter to Grindhouse horror, so they, they really had to have some, yeah. a scene like this, because it is in pretty much every Grindhouse movie yeah. to have this scene. Yep. But yeah, it's like her montaging of like getting ready and putting on this outfit, and then going down and showing her mom, like, hey, look at this outfit I spent the last three months making, and her mom just goes, yeah, it's pretty revealing. Yeah. Your tits are hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that scene's happening and then it cuts to like Allie just being brutalized endlessly. Yes. 
and then at this point, uh, Sienna goes off to the party. Yeah. And then at this point, the little brothers, they're just sitting in his sister's room looking at their dad's old art book. And the mom comes in. She's like, hey, hey, bud. You want to come downstairs and, and have a good night? Some popcorn, maybe? There's like a lot of candy left. And he's like, mom, like, I didn't do that. She's like, you stupid bitch. Don't you fucking lie to me ever again. She's like, I hate you, You're you bitch. You're the one that did this. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm tired of this stupid book. It's done nothing for this family. He tears up all the pages. And he's like, you bitch. She slaps him. He runs away. And she's like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Which I guess one thing we've really... They try to hammer home a lot in this movie, but we keep on are pushing past it was like the sword that oh, yeah, uh, the dad do the, yeah, show the sword a yeah. lot that the father handed down to the daughter yes to Sienna and uh, whenever her wings caught on just fire indestructible too. yeah it's apparently it's indestructible because like the <laughs> uh, the counter where like all of her clothes and her wings burnt up and everything like that the sword was on that counter and is completely flawless still yep. uh, during the dream sequence that she had uh, how she ends up not so much beating but surviving the massacre from Art the Clown was by pulling are pulling the sword out of a cereal box full of razor blade and broken glass and crickets somehow <laughs> yes. uh, out of there and like kind of pushing back the flames from yeah. it, which is, you know, how, how she survived it through the dream sequence that she keeps on talking about. And like, that's what her brother thinks is like, what's going to kill Art the Clown. Yes. Um, so yeah, he runs away. Uh, Sienna is at the party. They hit her and the blonde lady who was just a wh- Brooke. horrible brep. Brooke? I Brooke? Think, Brooke. I think it's oh, Brooke. It's they Brooke. said Brip. I was like, that's a terrible name. <laughs> her friend Brip. And <laughs> Brip. <laughs> name my next dog then. Um, Come here, <laughs> Uh They're having drinks. And then Brooke is like, hey, we should do another shot. And she's like, I really can't drink that much. She's like, yeah. Okay, Which, like, fuck you. Yep. Yeah. For them being high school students, I'm assuming, like, yes. they're gotten there rather easily, and they're ordering, like, all the drinks. Not ID'd at all. Yeah. Not ID'd at all, but like, hey, like, can we get this cocktail and this cocktail, and we can also get four shots of whiskey and four shots of tequila, and, like, just getting all the shots. Which no bartender would be like, it's just you two, that seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I guess it counts on the bar you go to. I guess but, it counts like, on the bar you I'm go to. I'm also thinking of the fact that I used to live in Salt Lake City, to where, like, they had a rule there. To where you cannot have more than two drinks in front of you at one time. So, like, if you order, like, a car bomb, which, you know, is like a beer and a shot, that's all you can have until you buy food. So, like, every <laughs> single place that has alcohol there has to have food, which has, like, some weird side effects to it to where, like, you can get a steak dinner at strip clubs. Huh. <laughs> that's kind of nice. But weird. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trust a steak dinner at a strip club. Yeah, do you want a steak dinner? (laughs) Yes. Would you like to have a $6 steak dinner at a strip club? (laughs) Extra gravy. (laughs) (laughs) On your mashed potatoes, I mean. Well, (laughs) on the stripper later. Hey, yo. Yeah. Because that's how that works, I think. (laughs) Totally. That's how you get kicked out of a strip club. Yeah, that's how you get kicked out of a strip club. (laughs) I've never been. Because Uh, hell. (laughs) Me either, but. So, yes. She's there, and Brooke's boyfriend shows up, and they start dancing. Yeah. And then Sienna's having too good of a time off of just having one drink and a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, starts going on this whole big rant about how she needed this, and how she feels so alive, and how this is the best night that she's ever had. And then Brooke is like, yeah, it's because I put Molly in your drink. <laughs> and she's like, you what? <laughs> like, yeah, I put Molly in your drink, and you're having a great time. She's like, I'm very angry at you. Like, 
well, we better dance then. It's like, no, 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 you can't be angry and smiling at the same time. And while she's smiling, she's like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while this is happening, you get a call from Sienna's mom. Well, Sienna gets a call. We don't. Yeah. Sienna gets a call from Sierra's, <laughs> Sienna's mom. And she's like, hey, uh, what's going on with your brother? Because she walked out to the garage and the car is covered in shaving cream and smashed pumpkins and eggs. And on the windshield in the shaving cream, it says bitch. Yeah. And so she calls Sienna and she's like, your brother is the last straw. He's going back to therapy. I swear to God. And Sienna's like, what? This is it's Halloween, dude. It's like shaving cream. Chill. No big deal. Come on. Come on, mom. Mom, mom I love you. I love you, mom. And you're like, and like oh, I love you too. I love you too. Have a great night. Yeah. So she could, once again, mother goes from like, I'm going to murder both of you to, oh, you, you kids and your shenanigans. <laughs> and then while the mom is cleaning up all his whipped cream, she wipes the driver's side window off and Art's sitting in the car and he smiles at her and very, very quickly, like in a, a kill that I actually did not see coming in this movie, Art pulls out a shotgun and blasts her in Just the head. Just blasts her head yeah. straight off, like and that's right it. off. Mom's gone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Super sudden. Kind of reminded me of the first movie where he just pulls a pistol out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Except instead of a pistol, it's a double barrel shotgun. Sawed off to a barrel shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then... Uh, Sienna's partying and dancing more, having a great time. Jonathan gets home. Not, he's, or not quite yet, because uh, he's running. And oh, while he's right. running, he sees a black van. And whenever he looks in the black van, he sees the pale girl. And some of the only CGI you'll see in this movie, her eyes start glowing yellow. Yeah. I don't know if it's CGI or if they just got these glowy LED eyes. They look <laughs> I, weird, it's though. Probably, they look weird. but It's it, probably um, post. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to say, but like... Because of it what I know about be. 80s it's horror great. movie, I'm guessing it was done in post because like yeah. that was during the time wherever like if they wanted to have like someone with glowy eyes, they would like sometimes literally draw on the film to get the glowy yeah. eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you're right. I could see it being post, but I was I would think it would probably be computer because that'd be cheaper. Yeah, it definitely be. <laughs> cheaper and a hell of a lot easier. I'm yeah. pretty sure like any basic editing program has something where you can do that. Yeah, on it. yeah. Uh, so sees that runs home. He's gonna go and yell to his mom, be like, "Mom, I'm so sorry." But then he like stops when he's about when he's about to run upstairs, and looks over at the dinner table, and it's not like a jump scare. He just looks over, and it's his mom sitting there, and she doesn't have a face anymore. Yeah, there's yeah. a big giant hole where her face used to be. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan walks over, he's like, "Mom," <laughs> and then as see- if she's gonna fucking say, "Yeah, sorry, my bad." <laughs> uh, and Art comes out in an apron with a big pot, and he's like, ha, "Happy, happy times!" And he puts the pot down. And he starts scooping mashed potatoes onto the face hole mom's plate. And then she's not eating it. And so Art doesn't like that because it's very rude to not eat the food that's put in front of you. So he grabs a big old handful and he starts shoving it it into the hole where the face used to be. Right into the face hole. Just (laughs) uncalled for. (laughs) Literal face hole. Yes. Shoves mountains and mountains of potatoes in there. And then Jonathan's freaked out at this point. So he starts running. And then Art's chasing with a giant needle. Looks like a basting needle, actually. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, It's full of something. Chases Jonathan down. The pale girl's there also. Scares Jonathan to death. Mm -hmm. Uh, They run upstairs. Jonathan gets injected. He tries to go for the sword on the dresser. Yeah. And fails. Gets injected. Gets injected with like half a gallon worth of whatever the hell knockout drug Art the Clown (laughs) is Whatever Art has in his trash bag. (laughs) Yeah. And then goes back to Sienna and she's at the club again. Uh, and she's dancing again. And she again. has a freak out. She's the pale kid. 
like a bunch of times, a bunch of different angles. Mm-hmm. Freaks out, starts screaming at the club. They get kicked out, and then they're in the car, and Brooke is just pissed at this point. He's like, how dare you get us kicked out of the club? This is why your dad died, you stupid. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> like, and that Basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. What, what I like about this is because like, her boyfriend plays like the very stereotypical douchebag, uh, you know, captain of the football team level of high school student, even yeah. though he has five o'clock shadow yeah. in the scene. <laughs> he looks 35. But, yeah, he does. <laughs> I- I'm pretty sure most of the teenagers in this are in their 30s. Yeah. yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, <laughs> he like he goes from like football douchebag to like really caring, like, hey, hey, calm down. It's all all right. Like, you know, we, we still had a fun night, right? Like, is just trying to like. De- or deflate the situation make it to where she's not so angry and like and he's like well like it's like oh i can't believe you gave me that like wait what did you give her like i gave her like just just a smidgen of molly and some xanax like i didn't give you xanax like yeah i took xanax before we came here you didn't tell me that like well Mixed you could have killed alcohol. me like, it's a great combination yeah, like, right? you could have killed me she's like well i would how would i supposed to know that i was trying to make you not be such a stupid depressing bitch <laughs> yeah <Pretty> much. <laughs> Like, your friend is being the worst at this and point. And the boyfriend's just like, fucking what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to dance tonight. I yeah. just wanted to get laid. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yes, he still wants to get laid, obviously. Yes. Um, and so, at this point, Sienna gets a call from her brother, and she's like, what's happening? Where are you? And he's like, hey, I, I'm, I, I don't, I need help. I'm at the place. Uh, at come. the abandoned carnival. Yeah, I'm at the, at abandoned, the abandoned carnival. carnival. Of course. <laughs> she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm at the abandoned carnival. Uh, come quick. And so they go to the abandoned carnival, and Brooke is like, don't you dare really abandon carnival. And the boyfriend's like, it's like two minutes away, dude. It's fine. They go to the abandoned carnival. They're waiting outside. And Brooke's like, where the fuck is your brother? This sucks. I hate you. Uh, Everything's your fault. And she's like, gets a text from her brother. She's like, I'm going to go look for him. She's like, don't do that. Uh, And the boyfriend's like, so uh, what's up with her? And And Brooke's like, lore dumps. And then just lore dumps everything. He's like, well, her dad was like this really cool person, like knew everything. He was like great guy. And then one day he just went fucking insane and started doing all these brain weird sketches because like a brain tumor or drugs or nobody knows what really. <laughs> um, yeah, started making all these sketches and then and then one day he got into this horrible car crash and died or something like that. Yeah, right? it was on got purpose. to yeah. Oh right. Yeah, like he was uh, got angry. He left the house while he was drinking and was driving the car. And then ran to a pole, and the car ca- caught on fire, and you could hear his screams a mile away while he burned inside the car. It was very tragic. Yes, very yeah. tragic. And then the boyfriend's like, well, that explains Sienna's behavior. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wow, that's that's crazy. Anyway, let's want some fuck. Coke? <laughs> <laughs> want some Coke and let's fuck. Yeah, yeah. basically, yes. Because, yeah, like, she tells that story. It shows Sienna, like, walking around this creepy, abandoned theme park. Yes, for a while, like texting her brother, trying to figure out where he's at, and like, like what, like where are you? He's like, I'm stuck. Like, what do you mean you're stuck? Where are you? I'm at the Terrifier, and then it cuts to the Terrifier. Dun dun, all caps. It's sad yeah. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then it cuts back to Brooke and her boyfriend making out, and then like her, like whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, we're going a bit too quick. And he's like, want to do some coke? He's like, oh well, now you mention it, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And then like she keeps on telling him like he's going a little bit too fast. He's like, whatever, I gotta take a piss. Yes, and he goes outside, and he gives her a jump scare because she gets like a call or something like that. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump scares her, and he's like, "Ah, I got you, I got you." And then she threatens to throw the coke away, and then she doesn't. And then he goes to take a piss in the back, and Brooke looks over to the window, and it says "just the tip" because that's what the guy's shirt says is "just the tip." Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're lucky or something like that, something like some stupid. And yeah. um, uh, he he was wearing a shirt at the club that said "just the tip" and it had a bloody knife on it. Yeah. And so he's in the back taking a piss poorly, might I add. He's pissing all over himself. He is yeah. pissing all over himself. He's doing a bad job. <laughs> and 
Art comes out of nowhere. He's just, half cocked. He, <laughs> well, he does get half cocked. I don't know how that works. So don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Art comes out of nowhere. Has, I'm, just, I'm just going to assume he has a spiral <laughs> no, thing. That's okay. why it sprays everywhere. Okay. But who, who cares? It's an like, dick. You don't have to explain it to me. <laughs> Art comes out of nowhere and starts just stabbing the guy in the dick. Nowhere just else. Just right in the dick. Just yep. dick stab, dick stab, dick stab, dick stab. And then Falls he, over. Dick stab, dick stab. Yeah, keeps dick stabbing. And then he pulls his dick off. And just... And, and then, then he goes wipes over, it on the windshield. Yeah, then he goes over to the uh, windshield, starts wiping the dick all over, and then breaks <laughs> the window open, gets the lady out, and then just starts just murdering her. Well, not quite yet. Like she well, starts yeah. running away at this point. He cuts her a bunch. Yeah, she I don't remember all. how she dies actually. So in the bathroom. Yeah, because like what ha- he pulls her out, she starts running away. Um, he doesn't finish off the boyfriend. I'm pretty sure the boyfriend just bled out because he doesn't want to live without a dick. Uh, <laughs> while she's running away, yeah. she uh, ends up. In like very stereotypical running away from the bad guy fashion, ends up running into something and slicing her leg open. And he laughs at or Art laughs at her. She runs away some more, trying to get a hold of Sienna. This entire time, I think Sienna finally hears her scream and then like starts running towards her. Uh, she ends up running into the back into like this room where it's like a bathroom covered in blood, which I'm guessing is part of the Terrifier haunted house. Yeah, um, gets back I think there. Art, I think it's Art's artwork, honestly. Because I, it was like, it yeah, because it does say art was here on the wall. So it might just be his handiwork. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, like he's holding this table leg that earlier in the movie, he was taking a bunch of steak knives yeah, and rusty nails. And yeah. And like just sharp. putting him through the head of it and like kind of like threatening to hit her with it. Like but he the has his best, hand. Uh, zombie killing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's definitely something that you would probably make on. Um, in. Uh, Dead Rising? Dead yeah. Rising, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying definitely. to think of that other. Uh, Dead Island. You'd probably oh, make it yeah. Dead oh, Island. Oh, yeah, too. possibly. Yeah. But, anyways, like, it was one of those things. Like, but he has his hand behind his back the entire time, and it just, like, some muriatic acid or whatever it was, like some kind of acid right, that he throws yeah. on her face and then her face starts bubbling. And then he starts breaking her chest open with the table leg and then rips out her still beating heart, quote unquote, and then takes <laughs> yeah. a bite out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. So that's yeah. how he kills her, which is also fucking brutal. Yes. Yeah. And I, this is where I feel like it, it gets, it drags on a little too long. Yes. A Way bit, longer yeah. than this it needs to. third act is too fucking long yes Agreed. absolutely like it, it. like there's definitely some scenes that need to be in here for this but for every scene that there needs to be there's some scenes that they could have cut like a couple minutes out of to like yeah make the entire scene probably about 30 minutes shorter i feel like mm-hmm. this last part in the car the abandoned carnival is like 30 minutes long it could have been 15 yeah yeah absolutely yep but apparently they had to get all these chase sh- shots and put them in the movie but... which was the weakness of the first one i remember talking about too yep. was that yeah. There was a lot of that movie where it's just, I'm running from Art the Clown, and I'm not. And I'm running from Art the Clown, and I'm not. And yeah. that's what the last three minutes of this movie feels like, and mm-hmm. it's the weakest part of the movie. I think Agreed. so, too. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, in this part, it does, like, go into another something else that you wouldn't really expect in most movies now, which is, like, violence towards a child. Yeah. Like, yeah. graphic violence towards a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. And, um, uh, yeah. He, yeah. Art just starts whipping the shit out of Jonathan. Yeah. Well, not yet, because, like, first there's that fight between him and Sienna. Um, I think, no, because, like, Jonathan does wake up and, like, see what was going on. And then Sienna ends up grabbing a two-by-four with a bolt sticking out of it and attacks Art with it. And then he just beats the shit out of Sienna and then leaves her there and chases after Jonathan. That And then, like, when they get to, like, the Black Sabbath area of the Terrifier haunted house, he starts whipping him with 
what I'm assuming is a chain with like scissors Scalpels on the end of it. Like, and scissors and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that scene goes on way too long. Mm-hmm. The whipping part. Um, <laughs> he does yeah, then Santa comes back and starts fighting him again and then starts whipping him or starts whipping Art with the uh, whip or the scissor, the whatever scissor whips. She finds whip. her courage. She finds her strength somehow. Puts a rebar through Art's head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rebar, or he still gets back up and starts fighting them oh, again. Oh, yeah, she fucking tears um, off that rebar mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which just, that's a joke they kept on making is like her courage and strength is apparently enough to rip the welding off of a fence it is makes she's the chosen one your yeah. courage makes you as strong as five teenage girls she's, a, <laughs> she's final girl chosen one yep uh classic classic <laughs> yeah. chosen one here actually classic final girl uh and then art starts strangling her and then Jonathan wakes up again. He strangles her like two times or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how this scene goes. It's just it's just that over a lot over. of back and Jonathan forth. Jonathan wakes uh, wakes up, goes and grabs the sawed off shotgun that is attached to Art's ankle. Mm-hmm. Blasts Art. They get up again. Art chases them again. Well, no, 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 because no, uh, he blasts him, and then after he blasts him, uh, Sienna kind of like falls into a sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and falls then, into sleep and uh, imagines it's her mom because she actually hasn't realized her mom was dead yet. Yeah. But, like, says, like, I never thought I was going to see you again, saying that because, like, she thought she was going to die. And then she's like, oh, did Jonathan tell you? And then Jonathan says, like, that's not mom. And then she looks and, like, she, her face is kind of, like, ashy and she has, like, uh, Art the Clown teeth. There's also this, like, a scene where she, like, falls into the basement and, like, in this water tank scene. I don't yeah. really. Because, like, <laughs> it doesn't after, really like, explain Because after that scene, it's, like, she sees Art again and Art pushes her, uh, into a basement yeah into a basement basically and then she goes down like she sees this hole and the hole is like emanating red light also before that she spits blood in his face and that's when he's like that was rude and then just pushes her yeah and then he spits on her while she's down in the basement yeah Yeah, that's the only sound he makes is (laughs) arguably whenever he's also in the costume shop and he's like trying on all the different glasses he does like get like that uh birthday noisemaker thing and like blows oh, into yeah. it yeah. and then the guy behind the counter is like hey you gotta pay for that and then like he just like drops it he's like sorry <laughs> uh yeah so she starts doing that and then she goes into the word water tank well she sees that she stands up art the clown is behind her he has a sword or like the short sword that you know her brother brought with him and stabs her with it and then she falls into the hole which goes into the water tank yes which is the same place where the clown cafe is at and she sees all the dead bodies down there but she's stuck in a water tank and there's apparently just a tentacle holding her leg in place yeah it's such a weird it's rebirth right like that's the umbilical cord holding yeah. her in a place kind of yeah and like, this is her rebirth sense. so like she comes back strong now like yeah. that's i think what's going for i guess so it's it's I think it's unnecessary. And weird, she went from the strength guess, of five teenage girls to the strength of <laughs> ten teenage girls. <laughs> so she gets out of the water tank, has the sword, fights Art, decapitates him. Mm-hmm. End of movie. Until the after credit scene. The after credit scene, which is at the hospital, and you get the wrestler guy. What's his name? Uh, Chris Jericho, who was a very <laughs> popular wrestler in the in the nineties, that then became a movie actor. He did fine in the scene. Yeah, he yeah. Did, like he's he is a good actor. Don't get me wrong. Which, to be fair, if you're going to be a 1990s WWE wrestler, you have to be at least decent at acting. I mean, bit. he didn't really do much. He was just a male nurse, and uh... no, he was security guard. Oh, sorry. Yes, Sam. <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> Sam. For being security, he wasn't really doing much at all. That's he was fair. just sitting there and eating his wife's 
like weird brain, yeah like jelly, brain jelly yeah <laughs> it's a weird thing uh has a conversation with the nurse about like yeah that girl she's been here for like a whole year now so is this a year later yes I, it would be a year later because all this is uh a year after the events of the first movie it was right after she well well here's the thing though the girl's face on the newscast thank you was it right after I think it is. That's what I got from yeah, it. I don't know. That's if what I, I got from it too. Because like okay. they say, like, oh yeah, she's been very docile and very complacent ever since then. Like she's, I don't even like. If it wasn't for her ripping that woman's face off, I don't know why she'd be here. Yeah, but she's like, but boy, is she ugly. Really makes you not want to eat anything ever again because she is gross. She's very ugly. <laughs> uh, and then all while they're having this conversation, you see her in the room, just spurting blood out of her vagina. And, and just, just grabbing it and, and just, just start writing on the wall, just cunt, bitch, like all kinds of things mm-hmm. in the middle of it. I think it says art or something, right? Yeah, it says art and Vicky with the heart around it, like she's yeah. saying like they're together. And then yeah. it shows her stomach growing. She's and just suddenly... She's pregnant trying. with Art's head. Yeah, because like <laughs> with the blood spurting out, she's like starts pulling out all this afterbirth. Yeah. And then uh, the nurse like opens up the visor to see what's going on in there and she sees her like... Room covered in blood at this point. Yeah, but- <laughs> and she's holding something, and whenever she like reveals what she's holding... It looks like she's making out with it. And before oh. this, before like it went to the credits, uh, we see the pale girl pick up Art's head, and it's whispering, which it's not really, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saying something to her. She thinks it's funny or something. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes into more weird supernatural bullshit. With yeah, this, like... Because, yeah, like, after she cut the head off, you are right. Like, little pale girl picks up the head, and, like... She, uh, which causes Sienna to like pick up the sword, like thinking we're gonna have to fight this little pale girl now. And then, like, nope, she's just like listening to the head and laughing at whatever Art's decapitated head is saying and walks into the <laughs> darkness. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Probably like impregnate uh, this girl with my head or something. something who fucking knows. <laughs> anyway, she gives birth to Art's head. They're there making out. Uh, like, she's, I don't even think she's making out with it. It looks, looked to me at least, like, she was almost licking it, like you know, like when an animal gives birth to its to like a a baby, like it will start too. licking the afterbirth off of it. It was something like that almost. <laughs> I could see that too. Anyway, it looks up and the girl is there, and she's like, ah, and then they're both laughing. And for some reason, the nurse just like goes in without even like, yeah, like getting why? the security guy. Yeah, we already know that she's fucking violent. Crazy has the ability yeah. to fucking like she rip ripped someone's, someone's face, face off, off earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that's when the movie actually ends. Yeah. yeah. So I'm <laughs> interested to see what the next one will be. If it's going to even go into this, if it's going to start from here or. No idea. I don't know, man. Don't know what to expect. Yeah. I'm sure it'll it's be, gonna be way interesting, more brutal. And <laughs> They're going to have a much higher budget. Yeah. yeah. I bet this is going to be, a. I bet three is going to be a $1 million movie. Yeah. At least. At least. Yeah. And I bet it gets a distributor this time too. Yeah. Maybe. Considering it's one of those things like. To be fair, Hollywood will sell you pretty much anything as long as you're you're willing to pay for it. So True. like if they have some kind of like moral reason for like not putting a movie out, it mostly has to do with budgeting reasons. Like this is gonna cost us money if we, you know, either this sex movie or this horror movie with lots of gore in it, or this movie dealing with this very sensitive subject, then you know, we're gonna lose a lot of money for doing that. So we're just gonna pretend like we have morals on this and we're not gonna deal with it. But for something like this, it's making money. Yeah. It made its budget back tenfold kind of thing. So yeah. like definitely there's going to be people like whether it's like Blumhouse or uh, Lionsgate or one of the other uh, distributors that like 
do a lot of horror movies anyways, they're going to want to like put something into this. Like, I don't know if they're even going to have to though. Like Daniel Leone could still independently make the third movie. He made enough off the second movie to make a third one. Yeah. Damien Leone. I, I honestly hope that if he is offered, uh, a big budget version for a third one, he doesn't take it because they'll want an R rating. Right. So I hope he doesn't take it, which means that there's going to be some guy or big wig with money saying, Hey, we can't put this in the movie. Put this instead. Yeah, and I think yeah. that that would ruin what this thing. I is. I one hundred percent agree with you. I hope yeah. that, like, even though he could, I hope or he could have a big distributor. I hope he still does it independently because then yeah. he can do what he wants with a third movie. Yes, exactly. And we already know that this franchise. <laughs> I don't know if French, you call it's going to be a franchise yep. now. Yeah, has traction. At least yeah. some sort of cult following. More than that now. After the two, oh yeah, after uh, Terrifier two, like this out. is technically Art the Clown's third movie. Yeah, yeah. Because if you count All Hallows Eve, then this is the our uh, Terrifier three will be his fourth movie. So he is as much of a staple as, say, Leatherface or yeah, uh, or I Freddy Krueger or you know one of the other big ones. Yeah, I think Art the Clown's actually definitely going to be considered one of the the heavy one of the heavy hitters, the, heavy the slasher, hitters and absolutely. Horror. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Right there near my favorites already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, already has it. Yeah. Already has a cult following. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into final thoughts here. All right. Okay. Uh, Robbie, you go first. So I did really like this movie. It's definitely not without its flaws. Like, there's a bunch of scenes that they could have, like, I know Daniel Leone had a lot on his plate with making this Damien. movie, but there's definitely <laughs> some better editing that they could have done with this. Like, there's Damien so- Leone. Damien Leone, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're just bad with names tonight. What can I say? Jonathan Leone. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're always bad at names, Robbie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, um, you know, he had a lot on his plate to make this movie, but he got to make the movie that he wanted to make. And I think he did a good job with it. Like, there are some scenes that go on just a little bit too long. And maybe it was just like, hey, this is kind of like a callback to the first movie. But it didn't really need it because, like we said, it was the weakest part of the first movie. It's the weakest part of the second movie where they just let certain scenes drag on for way too long. Yep. Um. There's definitely a story here, too. I'm not exactly sure what the hell this story is, <laughs> but I have my theories on it, especially with like the fact it almost feels like there are spirits attached to Art the Clown, whether it's like, uh, like you know, there's demonic spirits maybe that like summon him forth, which is why he can survive death so many times. Uh, it almost feels like if my theory on it is the reason why he spends so much time torturing his victims before he kills them is that means that their souls will be attached to him. So maybe like this first, uh, the pale girl, which is like arguably his first victim that we're not hundred percent sure on. Uh, maybe like because she was tortured and killed in whatever way he wanted to before he became this profound killer, uh, became attached to him, which is why she's the most, uh, the spirit that you see most often attached with him. And then, cause you also see a little bit of that with the mother too, but like it's, you see just a hair of it. Like her face goes a little bit more pale and you see like the teeth, but it's not full fledged, like the little pale girl, but you also see it with, uh, I think it's Victoria, which is another girl who got her face ripped off and is still technically alive, but her eye still turns yellow at the end after she gives birth to art, the clown's head. Yeah. So like, it almost feels like if the more pain he causes, the more powerful he becomes in a weird way. So that he has to, it's not enough to kill his victims. He has to torture them firsthand. So that way their spirits are attached to him, thus making him stronger. That, I could see it. That's my theory on it. I don't know what they're going with it. I could be completely wrong, but that's that, that makes sense to me at least. I'd accept it, man. Yeah. I'm interested to see if they 
expand on any of the stuff from this one at all, story-wise? They have to. Like, it, it gives you so much weird, like, supernatural shit that's going on. Right. And, like, there has and, to be some connection to this family. There yeah, exactly, because, be... like, Sienna and Jonathan in particular can see Art and the little girl. And the only other yeah. person who can see a little girl is Art the Clown. So, and, like, between that and the fact that, like, in their dreams, they're also attached to him. Like, there has to be something else. Like, the, there's a family tie somehow. Like, somehow their father is involved with this. Maybe their dad actually was killed by Art the Clown. And, like, because his, he spent so long burning alive in that car, he's now attached to them through the family. Maybe. Like, it's either that or, like, maybe their dad actually is Art the Clown. Who knows? Like, there's a maybe. whole bunch of different ways, like, this movie could go for the yeah. third one. Maybe. Yeah. If um... they even choose to, you know, go forth with it. It could be a completely other person in the third movie. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Art the Clown is just some sort of weird manifestation from the father. Maybe. I don't know. Could be. Maybe but it's like an alter ego of the father that you know, became flesh. <laughs> Who knows? Kind of like his yin they and yang go got any, separated. They could go anywhere with this, honestly. Yeah. Like, like so many directions. Yeah, I 100% agree. And like that's the thing. Like These are very loose theories, but they're the ones that make the most sense to me at least. Yeah. Yeah. But like they could do pretty much anything with the third one, and I'd probably still be happy to watch it. Yeah. Um, all in all, like this is very much still a love letter to Grindhouse by also amping it up to 11 with a lot of the kills in this movie. Like, holy shit, there's a lot of gore in this movie, and mm-hmm. it is fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd give it like an 8.5. Like, it's not perfect. There's definitely some uh, things that they could have done better, the things that they could have fixed, some weird... I'm guessing because they're more amateur actors, like, there's, like, kind of like, you know, how the mom, she's either angry or she's, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I love you kind of yeah. thing. Or, like, how the, all the teachers are, like, angry porn actors, like Dry said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, it's not perfect, but, man, is it, like... It's funny in a black... In, a, like, a pitch black humor way, but it's also, like, super brutal and super gory and, like... Could like I could see this being like super scary to a lot of people just because of how brutal all of it is. Like, holy shit, this movie's brutal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if e- people walked out of the theater, then yeah. oh yeah, I <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if people walked out of the theater. Like, nope, can't do it. Yeah, so people walked out of the theater when me and Carlos wanted to go see it, and uh, one person brought their child. He couldn't have been oh, eight or nine years <laughs> Can old. You even imagine? Kids scarred for life. <laughs> Probably. I mean, they walked out of the theater. Scarred for life, or is a lo- lifelong horror fan? Yeah. Yeah. I, to be fair, because like we watched a lot of movies like this whenever we were younger, mm-hmm. but they were actually '80s horror movies, and so it was super fake with it. So like, it didn't really bug me that much because like, oh yeah, they're definitely like stabbing a latex head. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. The effects in this are throwback to '80s, but better than most of the thing in the '80s. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. We have the more of we have the technology, probably better ways to do things 3d printing alone if you have a 3d printer you can do a ton of stuff i mean back then they were just trying to figure shit out and then going with it and that's you know i guess people are still trying to figure stuff out too. yeah Yeah. absolutely prosthetics are great in this movie the gore is like it's realistic except for the times where like i feel like just to get this movie out they had to saturate the look of the film to make the blood look like more orange in some scenes but i feel like that was purposeful i think in the 4k it's more noticeable yeah. yeah, that it's. But I feel like, if I just like watched the Blu-ray ow. of this or streamed it, it probably would still look like what it was supposed to look like. Yeah, I think the fact that with the 4K, the HDR is there. Uh, I think in the darker scenes, some things that shouldn't be as bright to still end up being pretty bright. Yeah. yeah, and so it looks a little weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's like but just your TV or the 4K version or both. Or it's definitely the HDR. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks a bit different. Yeah, from when I watched it on just 
Prime a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my little not fancy TV. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, once again, not perfect. This is definitely a love letter to Grindhouse horror films. If you like those old Grindhouse horror films, this is definitely one you got to catch. Yeah, for sure. All right, Sam, let's go to you. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Love this movie. I think it's great. And it's... I th- it's making me excited because I feel like we're entering into like an era of independent film, horror film again, actually gaining some sort of traction. And it's not as much about the, you know, the conjuring, the big Hollywood, big budget horror movies. For sure. So. Yeah. And, you know, it's these smaller directors making art and fucking going for it and actually you know, people are actually watching it. Yeah. And it's not getting banned. So that's great. I think that there is a huge hunger for indie passion and horror again. Yeah, I think so too. And this movie definitely goes to places that <laughs> you don't see um, or expect, I guess. And yeah, like, like I said, it's like a slapstick sort of comedy but like in the most brutal way yeah it's It's, in a way it's almost a throwback to like silent movies yeah it really is and art the clown is such a great fucking character and i can't wait to see more of terrifier and i feel like we're sort of we are like sort of experiencing like the the rise of this new Big thing, like, you know, the Hall- as big as, like, Halloween, like Michael Myers. Or I hope Krieger, so. Yeah. You know? Like, think about it. The last big slasher killer we've had that was introduced was Jigsaw, and that was 2005? Yeah. 2004. It's been a it's little been bit. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess you could say that Malignant tried it, too. Yeah. Malignant tried. Which it was great. I think that's a great fucking movie. That is. Um, but, but, yeah, I think it's a... Can't wait to see more. Hopefully it spawns more things like it. For sure. And inspires horror directors or new new horror directors to make stuff and just put it out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what would you rate it? I would rate it probably like a 9.5. Okay. Wow. I do love this movie. Yeah. Okay. I think it's great. It's okay. fucking entertaining as fuck. Uh, okay i'll go ahead and go and finish off here uh yeah terrifier 2 is great it really does feel like kind of getting on the entry level of the next big horror thing Mm -hmm. in a weird way and one that i know will eventually become more pop culture and more studio driven but right now where it's starting it is truly something special yeah and one and two are always going to exist. If three doesn't go as intense as one and two, you're always going to have all the crazy shit from two in there mm-hmm. still. Like, this movie will live forever in infamy for what it got away with, quite yes. honestly. <laughs> it, it, I'm honestly surprised at how much they got away with for this yeah. movie. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. Like like we said, it feels like a movie that 25, 30 years ago would have been banned in 80 countries. Yeah, yeah. it would have been the Hannibal. Or yeah, this Hannibal would have been Holocaust. right next. Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been like right yeah. next to Cannibal Holocaust or Snuff or <laughs> any of those other. August like, Underground Mortem. Like, yeah. It would have been yeah. right next to all those, honestly. <laughs> uh, or Salo, any of those other ones yeah. that got banned everywhere. Yeah. Um, 
it's 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 crazy. It's an amazing throwback, and just the performance of art is mwah, chef's kiss. Yes, yeah. uh, I really enjoy these. I don't think it's perfect. I think that this movie could cut thirty minutes and be a better movie. Yes, uh, I think that has to do with the budget and just the uh, Damien Leon being like, "I have had an hour of sleep, and this is what <laughs> makes sense to my brain right now." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would give this an eight point five as well. Yeah. I would agree with Robbie on this one. Like, there are some flaws. If they could keep this level of passion with a third movie and not have studio interference, amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. I look forward to the third one. Same. In 12 months' time, I hope that we're all sitting here doing a last one's in, went to the movies on the third movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that was Terrifier 2. Um, everybody out there, hopefully you enjoyed listening to this. If you want to listen to more stuff, you can go to our link tree, linktr.ee forward slash LOIP. It's going to take you to some of the places you can listen to the podcast. We're everywhere. If you're listening to this, you know where you like to listen to podcasts. Just keep doing it there. It's all going to go through that same feed you're listening to right now. Uh, we have our socials on there. Instagram is really the only one you need to pay attention to. All the other ones are basically dead. Um, and then, uh, yeah, check out our stream every Wednesday and Saturday night. Wednesdays, I believe E is still playing... Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition, I believe is what it was called. And then this upcoming Saturday, you should be finishing Anodyne. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. All right, Robbie, get us out of here. So, if you're out and about, make sure not to be rude to clowns. Like, you don't know what's going to happen to you. (laughs) But this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been listening since the very beginning. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.